Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 64, Tools of the Trade and Two's a Crowd with Kevin Lynch. Hi, pals. Almost said chums. That was, that was Batman. These this are not is, chums. These are pals. These are pals. You guys, you guys who stuck with us through to Superman, you are now pals. You have mm-hmm. graduated to pals. And our real life uh, friend, pal Flonk, who, is, who we are all the time doing stuff in real life with, is also here. Oh, hi, pals. Long time no see. Yeah, Welcome like back. two weeks. Yeah, we we went yeah. Uh, we went mini golfing. Yeah. We we had we, we shared some meals. We, we went to the zoo. Good... We had a great dad yeah. weekend for you know six people that don't <laughs> yeah. have kids. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Six people who have been indoors for a year and a half and are very tentatively putting a toe out the door. Listen, I will say this right now: as someone with a with a with a dad who took me to a bunch of stuff, he never did it, took us to anything of that quality. No, there was a there was a roller coaster at the place we went. Yeah. It was just too expensive, but we could have. All right, kids, this week we're going to uh, I don't know uh, the trophy store. That sounds fun, right? <laughs> uh, Are we going to get any trophies? No, no. The uh, the Dubathams and and our pal Caitlin and myself, we all went to the zoo. Um, mm-hmm. We we literally sat for fifteen minutes and watched a bear eat. It was amazing. Yep. And then also <laughs> uh, relevant to Kids Love Batman listeners, uh, we saw a polar bear named Nora. Mm-hmm. That is excellent. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that so what a great much. bear. Yep. Yep. Don't get she to sat down in a pile of I've seen, but uh... she sat down in a pile of ice and then went back inside. <laughs> the thing is, I I know that's the whole story, and this is the second or third time I've heard you tell it, and I'm still fascinated to hear it. Mm-hmm. What you if you're a polar bear, Al? If you're a polar uh, bear in a hundred degree heat wave, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, this was this was when Portland was having that that record, like hot, literally the hottest place on earth stuff. Yep, so uh, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh boy, we went out into the sun to play mini golf. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, we were we were in the shade, and mm-hmm. we and we met little brother. We did That's meet little true. brother, <laughs> and I knocked my ball in the water seventeen times <laughs> out of eighteen holes. That means I didn't do it once. So yeah, uh, this is part one. That's good. Yeah, You're listening good. to Kids Love Vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just like you guys were the kids first... love friends catching up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys were the first people I'd, you know, seen. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I did see Bob because he was moving and we, mm-hmm. we uh, touched base before he left. But but apart from that, like first group gathering we had, it was, oh, it was so much. So no, much no. Fun. So, yeah, some people might call what I what I do heroic, but um, you guys are definitely like the first people that I've seen that like I don't work with, which is, you know, mm, awesome. Yeah. I I hope you're not a hero. I mean, I I don't want to have to go. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, friends, but, uh, <laughs> we're done with Batman, so it's a different definition of hero. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Superman, absolutely. Oh, like, he's for sure. Not a hero mm. by that definition. He's he's good. All right. Uh, well, let's get to it. Why don't I tell yeah. you what happens in Tools of the Trade? If I were a younger man who grew up among different stupid sitcoms than the ones I grew up on, I suppose I'd make a Tim Allen reference because tools of the trade. But honestly, I only know that guy from Galaxy Quest and Racism, so maybe one of these tiny baby millennials can give you one of those. Not now, I'm doing my summary. Sorry. Christ, try to work try to work it in later, organically. No, this story's about the SCU, which is like to the Metropolis Police what Star Labs is to science, I think. Like they investigate 
super crimes or something. Only that can't be right because they've been trying to nab Bruno Mannheim and his bad haircut crew, a.k.a. Intergang. And those guys are just gangsters, right? Like it's in the name, Intergang. Like Mannheim's just Rupert Thorne's fashion negative. <laughs> anyway, it's a moot point because they do have super junk now, specifically crazy new super weapons sold to them by an impossibly smug Britishman from space. His name is Kanto, and he comes from a very stupid place. More about that later. I was talking about the SCU and two officers thereof. Sawyer, the woman so tough she doesn't see the need to wear pants. And Turpin, who, okay, he just looks and acts just like Jack Kirby, the comic book legend who came up with a bunch of this stuff. Also, he resents Superman for fighting crime better than he does, so he feels compelled to prove himself by jumping the fence into Mannheim's compound and gathering evidence that we all know would be completely inadmissible in any court. But, hey, Superman literally just grabs criminals from the scene of their dirty misdeeds and drops them right off at prison, so maybe the criminal justice system works differently here. Or at all. That'd be a refreshing change. Ha! <laughs> Our society's crumbling around us. Anyway, where was I? Oh, right, Turpin. Sneaking into old, the old Mannheim place. Don't do it, kiddo, warns Sawyer, who somehow doesn't realize Turpin was old enough to co-create Captain America during the actual war, which was 50 years before this episode aired. Sawyer, who has absolutely no problem with Superman, as far as I can tell, the only thing she's opposed to is wearing pants, <laughs> calls Superman in to assist Turpin, who's in over his head with Intergang and their kooky new weapons. Superman finds himself a bit challenged by all this as well, but only a bit, because, uh, come on, it's Superman, guys. He can handle some guns. Even if they're wacky kill-structo beams from castle-whatever-Shakespeare play Turpin happened to read this morning. Kanto hightails it out of there, opening up a portal called a boom tube. See, it's a, a tube that makes a boom noise, which is absolute genius, and don't you dare say otherwise. But... Uh-oh, Mannheim leaps into the thing with him, and now he's in the aforementioned stupidest place in the universe. Apocalypse. Only it's not spelled like apocalypse, the actual word. For some reason, this genius spelling emphasizes the lips. And visually, well, it looks like if you described a bunch of heavy metal album covers to a six-year-old, a six-year-old who lacks even a six-year-old's sense of subtlety. Waiting there for them is Darkseid, the most evil character in all of comics. And I know this because people who like him never shut up about him. He's going to be showing up a lot in subsequent Superman and Justice League episodes, so I should probably get over that. I mean, hey, if Turpin can make friends with Superman, which is the thing that happens in this episode I'm ostensibly summarizing, then anything's possible, right? Does mean you're going to salute Darkseid at the end to show you respect uh, him? No, I am not doing that. Good you. luck, Darkseid. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Just want to uh -huh. say good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> Uh, one of the rare useful things that the uh, DC Wiki pointed out was this was uh, structured very similarly to the uh, Rachel Ghoul thing, where it's like, this mm. guy's going to be big and important later, and you just get like a taste of him this time. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, I didn't like spot that, that. Yeah. Because, yeah, he, he, like, putting aside my obvious distaste for some of this stuff, he's, mm -hmm. he's a big deal, and you don't just, like, throw him away on some dumb episode about cops. Come on. <laughs> that's what you got canto for i guess canto <sighs> the hottest man i've ever seen on this show by the way oh yeah oh my god when he strolls out of the boon tube in his suit for the first time good god canto <laughs> who shows up to give them either a squirtle a blastoise or, or a bulbasaur or a charmander mm -hmm. or a giant pair of hands oh oh yeah yeah his his phantom fist <laughs> Yeah, they're they're Hulk hands, but we can't call them that legally. Hey, uh, what uh, what type of uh, crazy space weapon you got for me here, Kanto? 
Well, I'm glad you asked, because what it is is, see, you put these mittens on and they make giant hands that you can punch people with. That's not as good as, like, a gun or something. <laughs> no, trust me, it's marvelous. Look, do you want the giant hands or don't you want the giant hands? Mm-hmm. No, and Amanda pointed out, because, yeah, the suit, like, they kind of made a point of dressing him well. And mm-hmm. Amanda's like, so Darkseid sent him to go buy pants before... <laughs> Well, here's a, yeah, fine. He he has a nice suit. I'll give him that. He has a really dumb haircut. He does, and also I'm trying to set you up for your bad thing. Here. Oh, well, yeah, my bad thing is Canto Blake fights a uh, stupid Renaissance outfit. When they get to Apocalypse, he's got, like, the big <laughs> yeah, his, poofy his shoulders and a big frilly hat, and, like, oh, it's so ah. bad. It's so bad. Ah, now, time to change into something more comfortable, I think. Yeah, this is this is his kicking around in Apocalypse. I'd rather costumes. wear my tights and a cod piece now. <laughs> now, am I wrong in assuming that your your very brother, Brian Lynch, who has appeared on this very podcast a number of times, has worn this very outfit before? It wouldn't surprise me. He definitely has this hat somewhere <laughs> in his closet. Uh well He's Brian if definitely it, tried to sell a mobster a laser rifle. Yeah, quite probably. Brian, if you have ever uh, if you have ever worn something similar to what Canto wore in this episode, please send us a picture. We mm-hmm. want, no, wanna, don't. We want to compare. <laughs> Look, he made his Superman appearance. We're not talking to him again until Batman Beyond. So uh, I mean, I just know his Ratcatcher outfit didn't have tights. That's the only thing I remember. Uh, yeah, but this is, as you say, it's a it's well, actually, you didn't say this, but it's it's a very sort of like uh, stereotypically traditional Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is like it's black with like yellow highlights, and and it's got the the, the tights and the and the the poofy uh, Snow White shoulder pads, and it's just mm-hmm. it's, it, it the really puffling pants. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bad suit on a bad stupid planet. <laughs> now, is this is this what he wears in the comics? Your Kento. guess is as good as mine. I've never heard of this guy before, and hopefully I'll never hear of him again. With, uh, Kanto. Really? I, mean, I, thought, I thought you knew all this new gods. Like, I know gods. a lot of it. Like I know the name, but like I don't recognize mm-hmm. the guy. Well, here's the thing. Oh, he, I just he's not a big uh, he's not a big name like Steppenwolf, so I can understand. Yeah. Why he wouldn't <laughs> hey, look, Steppenwolf uh, was the uh, big main villain of a four-hour epic. So, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, this looks pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I figured it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're getting into. And here's the thing. I think I only said this on a bonus episode, and I'm only going to say this the one time. I think Jack Kirby, obviously, groundbreaking, trailbreaking, like, uh, artist. Mm. But when they let him write, I just think it, it's a mess. I don't yep. think he was the best writer. And I never got into the new gods and all that stuff. Mm. I know people love it. And I sort of play up my hatred of it because there's one particular very old friend of ours who loves it. <laughs> I like to pull his pigtails, but uh, I don't actually have a very strong opinion. I just never got that into it. Here, here, here's the thing: like we were talking about, like the Eternals before we started recording, right? Which and was I, one of you would say one of his duds, yes? Yeah, like this, like that's the stuff after he left DC to go back to Marvel. It's like this is the kind of thing that they gave him. Like, yeah, he still had all oh, that cosmic shit in his, whatever. Yeah, he still had all this cosmic mm-hmm. shit in his brain, and so yeah, yeah. that's what he's. Well, doing he never now. finished the New God story, right? No, he did. Uh, oh, Hunger did he? Game or Hunger Dogs, I think, is the last. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was like a great unfinished thing, but okay. I, I could be wrong about that. Well, because all right, or part... it's one of those things where it's just like, no, he he was gonna finish it, and then John Burns swooped in and decided to end it instead. Well, wasn't part yeah, of who the knows better than 
wasn't part of the thing that like they hired Jack Kirby and like to make a big deal about it. Like we got, you know, the guy who created mm-hmm. half of Marvel where he's doing DC now, but then they wouldn't let mm-hmm. him like do Batman and Superman. Like they stuck him on Jimmy Olsen. Cause he like, no, your ideas are too weird. We don't want you doing them on the real books. Oh, I thought that I, I thought yeah. the deal was that they said, you take anything you want. Well, no, he, cause he just said, the, the other thing they did no. is, um, they took his Superman and they put Kurt Swan heads on all of his Superman. Yeah. Oh, they didn't want uh, they didn't want uh, him lo- Superman looking too Kirby because it was it wasn't their house style at the time. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a very distinctively Marvel style. But yeah, you're getting the guy who invented most of Marvel. So, yeah, that's the thing. you're it's getting like, the guy who thing. made action comics like action comics. Like, yeah, why yeah not exactly. let him do his thing. Yeah. Nah. What do you think you're getting when you hire Jack Kirby? For yeah. sake? I mean, they probably didn't know they were getting all this. <laughs> we just well, I mean, he also draw Superman. Yeah. When he went back to Marvel, he took the uh, the 2001 promotional comic and you know turned oh, it God. into Machine Man. He also <laughs> yeah. uh, he also did the Prisoner adaptation, which oh, oh that I didn't know. Yeah, it, they did one issue and like it never came out, but like I've seen pages from that and it's fucking beautiful. Would uh, I? I would imagine Patrick McGowan, like he was, he was very much a control freak. I figured mm. he probably had like approval or something, and he, like that would know, he, he wouldn't surprise me. He must have had like that that Argo money or something that, at that point where he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just mm-hmm. doing what I want. You guys can publish it or not." Mm. I don't know. I I don't know that he had a ton of money though because he did like, not. He he was doing he was doing movies at that point. Yeah, but toward toward the end, he was doing shitty Saturday morning stuff. He was yeah, like I that know was. He was Trying like, to get his original art back from Marvel, and they wouldn't give it to yeah. him. Yeah, like the 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 superpowers uh, mm-hmm. cartoon comics were like they gave someone. I think the guy who wrote this episode actually, Mark Evanier. I'd have to check, mm-hmm. but uh, I think he got Jack like uh, Jack uh, like working on that just so that like he would finally get some money for the characters he'd created. You know why? Because that was a toy tie-in thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, like that, they let him design all of the action figures or something like that. Yeah, that, that's mm. still an issue. Um, Ed Brubaker got paid more for his cameo in the Winter Soldier than he did for creating the Inter- Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, yeah. Fucking yeah. working for comics fucking blows. Yep. Yeah. No, and I I remember like sort of coming up on comics in the '90s. Like that was when that first wave. Like that's when Image mm. happened because the creator owned and all that. And like they were trying to make sure that didn't happen again. They were mm-hmm. trying to say like let's let's uh, always own our stuff. And and then it turned into Image. So yeah. there you go. But, well, that's what happens when you put artists in charge. You get things that look uh-huh. really good and don't make any sense. Anyway, fourth world. <laughs> Bringing us you... back to the fourth world. Yeah, but you you love it. Yes. Like I don't want to. Oh I don't yeah. Wanna, Okay. Yeah, no, like, this is the, th- like, I really, I, I really dig this stuff, and then, like, his later uh-huh. stuff doesn't really for me, but, like, all the New God stuff, like, is I think really you're gonna fun. like. I think you're gonna like all of his stuff in these animated shows. I think what you're talking about is mm-hmm. pretty much what they focus on. So. That's, that's one of the things I'm excited about, because I haven't seen this since I got into, into the New mm-hmm. Gods, so, like, you know, bring it on. No, <laughs> there's a great... ton of Dark Side and all his guys throughout mm-hmm. this series and then into Justice League, so... I had a grand old time watching this episode. <laughs> yeah, and this is seriously tip of the iceberg. Like, mm-hmm. I know we're going to get like Calabac. We're going to get, you know, uh, no Calabac and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Calabac, I believe, voiced by uh, Michael Dorn. Yep. So. Dark Side's just son. saying a bunch of names right now. Oh, boy. Uh, Michael Dorn, Worf. <laughs> no, that name <laughs> no, I recognize. Kirby character, Michael Dorn. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Well, since we're doing bad things, what do you got? Uh, I like Turpin, but man, he just feels a little too close to Bullock for my tastes. Like, yeah. There's none of the slob stuff, but the grumpy cop with the lady partner who tries to stop him from being an idiot. Like, I just saw a whole bunch of that, like, not too long ago. No, like, and the voice is a little similar. Yeah. I love I love that they wanted uh, a Kirby character, and I love that they wanted him to represent Jack Kirby. <laughs> they quite character. literally have a Kirby character. Exactly. Yeah. But no, like, that's cool. I like that. But, like, you know, I, I want to see a little more that, like, sort of shows that that he's a different character, you know? Well, I mean, this was the uh, the whole story of this episode was him coming around to liking Superman. So already mm-hmm. he's departing from Bullock. Next time we see him, he's not just going to be like, oh, you you going to help freak? Like now he's like, hey, Superman. Ah, it's my best friend, Superman. Get over here. We we were just kind of shitting on Kirby for a minute. So I, I do just want to say two things real quick. Um, he is a very good artist. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. especially oh, yeah. in the sixties, like, like that's, you know, his, his art is, is, is no, he very deserves good. his rep. Absolutely. And also, um, so in the forties, um, he was, he was drawing Captain America, obviously he created mm-hmm. him. Um, mm-hmm. and some Nazis decided that, uh, they didn't like that. Marvel was publishing a, a guy who beat up Nazis. And who so they Hitler on the cover of like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the they came ones. to the, the offices of Marvel in New York and said, Hey, we want to talk to the guy who's drawing this. We want to, we want to beat him up. And Jack Kirby said, okay, I'll meet you downstairs. And, yeah. uh, and by the time he got down there, uh, they were gone. Yeah. Which, no way. You're, you telling me like Nazis are cowards? That's yeah. I just yeah. love that. Like he, 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 I mean, he fought yeah. World War Two. Like he, he was yeah. willing. Yeah. Like fuck you. Like I, I, I will beat the shit out of Nazis. Absolutely. He was also well, in a, a lot... gang since he was like four years old or something. I was gonna say, wasn't a lot of that. Yeah, he like, grew up in, uh, stuff in, in, uh... in Brooklyn, Upper yeah. West Side. Like, yeah. One, one like Lower West, Lower East Side. I don't remember. One, no, one I think all that. All what are those old like ten men places? Gang? Yeah, like that yeah, was from the... his gang days. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yancey Street Gang and the uh, what? What's the, the... Newsboy Legion? Yeah, Newsboy Legion. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, Dan because... Turpin got uh, retconned into being a member of Newsboy Legion when he was a kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like he was about sixty in this. Which again, <laughs> Sawyer calls him kiddo. Like, what? You... He's old enough to be your granddad. What are you talking about? Who is this? Who is this young man before me? With such a <laughs> such a future ahead of him? Uh huh. You beautiful toe-headed boy, Turpin! You've got such a such a long career ahead if you don't ruin it by doing this, <laughs> kiddo. Oh man, uh, my bad thing. Yes, and this this might be crapping on Jack Kirby again. But, uh, <laughs> Intergang might be the stupidest name for any gang ever. You know why they're called Intergang, right? No, because they're the opposite of Interpol. Oh my oh god. Boy. Which I believe he thought was supposed to be like international police at the time. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. that what Interpol is? It I might be, yeah. It is. So okay. if there's an interpolice, there's an intergang that they fight. Intermob would even sound better. Mm-hmm. Would it? <laughs> yeah, but it would I mean better than this, it'd still be bad, but mm. it's the gang. It's mm-hmm. just like gang sounds like five guys on the street that are gonna rough you up with switchblades. Yes, but what if those five guys on the street were all over the world? <laughs> With switchblades, mm-hmm. well, sitting, switch sitting next well, to now, the world's yeah. car, threatening it. <laughs> and uh, now, now they have uh, giant hands mm-hmm. that are made out of light or whatever. Yeah, better yeah. to snap when they when they menace you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's there a real nice uh, country you got here. It'd be a real shame if something were to happen to it. 
Yeah, I want to see the West Side Story like snapping with those big giant hands. Yep, That's perfect. I love it. All right, let's do good things. Well, actually, uh, uh, flunk yours and mine kind of tie in, so let All me right. do mine first. Mm. Uh, there, so uh, Lois, Lois's entire function in this episode is to be in a very in a, in a big hurry to get somewhere else. <clears throat> We got like two or three scenes of her just like jumping out of Clark's car because she can't deal with how slow he's going and uh, like uh, uh, just jumping on the elevator, the only working elevator. Just uh, she's very impatient in this episode. And I love that. I but, love her um, ditching, ditching him so much. Yep. I got to go when they're caught in traffic. And she's like, yeah, screw this. See you around. Yeah. This is your problem, Smallville. So uh-huh. yeah. I didn't want to ride in your stupid looking car anyway. <laughs> I go back and forth on that car. Um but uh, so there's there's two elevators and the other one's broken. Clark does a quick change into Superman down the shaft of a closed elevator and so is awesome. such classic. I like, love that. I don't know if they've done the phone booth thing yet, but they're doing uh, things that are like it. And mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, he basically he just takes a step backwards with like a little smile on his face. And then two seconds yeah. later, Superman comes out of the elevator shaft. It's 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 great. Yep. It's the smile that makes it for me. Yeah. It's just, it's almost, it's, this show's not cheesy enough to do it, but it's almost like he gave us a little wink. Yeah. Well, it basically shows that Clark likes being Superman. He's going to have a little fun. Like, he's not going to run to the the bathroom and get changed. Like, he's going to do it in an elevator, Chef, Mm because why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah, this is empty and no one can see me down here. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it would be awesome. Yes. Let me see if I can get this tie up before I hit the ground. Yeah. It's so good, but uh, Flunk, you're kind of your your good thing, kind of. So yeah, right, right before that, Lois is in the elevator and she's rushing to get to the to the new story, and like she's smashing the the button, like ah, fucking elevator, why won't you work? And then it does the the doors close, and she just gives a quick little like oh yay before it closes. <laughs> and, like, I but really it's like also that. A, there's a little just a tiny bit of like competitive cruelty there, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat you to the store. Yeah, it's that, but it's also just like work, work, work. Yeah, you're working. Yep. No, it's both. I love Lois. Yeah, oh, she's so yeah, good. She's great. Yeah. Just every week, it's just like, oh man, you're awesome. No, like I said, she had almost nothing to do in this, but they still managed to like what little she had. They made it pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, what about you? What do you got for a good thing? I normally really hate red-eyed, scary Superman, but oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he shows up in this, and it rules. Um, Intergang really pisses Superman off this week, and you can kind of tell, mm-hmm. like. He's very much just like, I am so done with all of this stupid mafia bullshit with your stupid guns and your stupid hats, and I'm done. I'm done with all of it, and now I'm going to turn on my laser eyes. He just dealt with Lex's stupid new fancy gun last mm-hmm. week, so he's he's extra done with Like, No, come on. I can, I can stop bullets. You don't get anything more than bullets. Stop having fancy guns. And the mob's mm-hmm. like, no. He's like, fine. I'm going to make my eyes all red and scare the shit out of you. No, and they shot it like or shot it well. Mm. They animated it well. Yeah. Where he's like he's like in shadow and you could just see the eyes and mm. uh, it's it's nice and creepy, but not in that fucking Zack Snyder well, way. Yeah. The thing is like this fucking... I, I, this is the the first time that I know of of seeing Red Eye Superman and, and yeah. it works mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And you know, it, it doesn't work as they that, do later in less than Superman DC stories. Fell in love with that shit for like about fifteen years where it just like pissed off Superman with the red eyes. It's like, all right, thank you. We're 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 done now. As I recall, it was around the time the authority came out where they were like, Oh, you mean mm-hmm. superheroes can abuse their tremendous power. Okay mm-hmm. then. That sounds fun. There was mm-hmm. a thing floating around Twitter that I really liked, which was, you know, Red Eye Superman is, is played out in cliche. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Clark rolling up his sleeves to kick your ass. Like, oh yeah, that's that's he's a he's a good old boy from Kansas, and he's ready to get some shit done. Well, that yeah, was the I uh, see that. that was New Fifty Two Shit Kicker Superman. Yeah, it was amazing. But also, I can I would make a case for Red Eye Superman works. You've earned it mm-hmm. with that little smile jumping down the elevator. Yes, yep. yes. He's exactly. a kid having fun who is doing the right thing, and you pushed him too far. That's different from. You know, I'm already pissed off all the time, and now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, that's the other thing. Superman shouldn't be mad that often. You know, Until someone pushes him there, yeah. Yeah. Like, when it happens, you should be like, oh, fuck, I, um, oh, boy. <laughs> well, a little bit of a spoiler for something coming up later. Like, they're going to, well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> that's that's too big of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. He's going to get real pissed off at Darkseid later, though. Yep. Great fucking episode, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I, I enjoy that sequence tremendously. Uh, what else? Oh, I, there was a great Kids Love Superman moment in there, actually. Oh, yeah, uh, speaking of the giant mittens. With the eyes, yeah, Superman just, like, when he's pissed off in red eyes and all that, he just straight up breaks the dude's arms. Yep. You mm-hmm. hear the snap. Like, there's no denying that. <laughs> oh, Enjoy boy, this, uh... kids. Well, they even show, like, the, the gloves are, like, all, like, misshapen, so, like, yeah. at least his fingers yeah. are broken. Ah, oh, gee, yeah. Superman, will I ever play the piano again? <laughs> well, you couldn't before. <laughs> oh, I was desperately trying to like Mannheim A to A to Z. No, no, it's not there. <laughs> Leave it. But yeah, it's like uh, whatever traumatized child just got over uh, Lobo ripping that snake skin off has uh, <laughs> got this fresh hell to deal with now. Shut up and watch your Superman. <laughs> this is going to be like that terrible Batman show I let you watch. Mm-hmm. This is Superman. It's safe. There's nothing here to traumatize you. Little shot from the uh, Robotham household back in 1996. Yeah, exactly. You might have been able to watch this one. And, uh... Oh God. <laughs> oh God, just what I wanted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was a gun that turns into bandages. <laughs> it was uh, bandages in a hurry. It was Clone so. Spider-Man's impact webbing. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just how Larry Trainer gets dressed. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to wrap yourself in mummy bandages. I tried it once. It takes forever. <laughs> Plus the toilet uh, paper keeps tearing. Yeah. No, no, we did, we used proper bandages. We had enough oh, wow. lying around. That's a lot. It, yeah, it just took for God. I mean, I only did enough to like photo. I was trying sure. to do a Larry Trainer thing, actually, but even that took forever. Uh what else? Uh, let's see. So Sawyer in the comics is uh, canonically gay, yes? Yes. Yes. Uh, they try and, like, she was supposed to be in the show, too. They, mm-hmm. like, there's a there's one episode where she gets injured, and there's a shot where there's, like, a woman, like, like just by, her, by bedside. her bedside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the best they could do at, uh... Well, it's good at, that they tried. Uh, I mean, in yeah. the, it, for a kid show in the 90s, pushing things forward more than, say, the progressive franchise Star Trek, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who would not have a gay character for, let's see, another 20 years. 52 years, we count it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, did did they create her for this show, or was she already I a thing? I think that's right, yeah. Hmm. Like, that's I definitely cool. don't think she was around. Let's see here. Because a lot of times when we see characters like this, like, I have no idea. And I get, I keep forgetting that you're not as intimately familiar with Superman as you are yeah, Batman. I just uh, assume. Batman, my, my shit. Oh, no, look at that. Mm-hmm. She's a, uh, she's a John Byrne character from the... Uh, really? Yeah. she was made for the from show. From the relaunch. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they made her better. Yeah. Because they make everybody. Like better than John Byrne? Stop it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> even... 
I'm not even dunking on John Byrne. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, you should. I, I highly I mean, recommend his it. version of Lex Luthor yeah. is the best one. So, you know. Mm. Yep. No, he definitely, as I understand it, added some things to the Superman tapestry. Mm. So you can't take that away. But, you know, he also seems like a shitty guy. So. <laughs> He's a real mm-hmm. shitty guy. Sure is. He also helped invent Carrie Kelly uh, Robin, though. So mm-hmm. that's something. Yep. Something I recently learned. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking right. of shitty guys who make good comics. I yeah. Look. Look, I just reread that comic and I still think it's great. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I don't want to think about it. All right. Anything else? We should what probably else we got start here? pushing uh, forward here. Hey, it's that that guy. Uh, <laughs> I saw this when I was looking at the credits. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. may have heard. Al, you might have heard this guy because it was in one of your favorite movies, Transylvania 65000. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, Flunk was uh, Flunk was part of our movie night I for did. that one, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. I'm the one that found out the uh, the fun trivia about that movie. Go ahead. Say it's a money laundering scheme. Oh, yeah, as a tax dodge for the uh, the Dow Corporation. Yeah, oh, good for them. Uh-huh. They had a certain amount of money that they could only spend in this one country, and they used it mm-hmm. making Transylvania six five thousand, starring. <laughs> yeah, a lot of very problematic people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, this guy Joseph mm-hmm. Baloney. First <laughs> of all, Bologna. it's Joey Baloney. <laughs> Joseph, how dare you! That's what it said in the credits. Joseph Baloney. <laughs> oh, it's Bologna, please. <laughs> please, my please. It's pronounced Bologna. <laughs> my father is Mr. Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> my Baloney has a first name, and it's Joseph. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's else? dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that as the punchline for everything. <laughs> anyways, he's dead. <laughs> Just literally everything. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, don't think so. You want to try your uh, quote? Yeah, I suppose so. This was just this was just um, uh, Turpin being a little sassy, and it, it made me. It was mostly in the delivery. It made me laugh. You know what having this gun means, Turpin? I can take it off your Christmas list. It wasn't even like the best line. I just like mm-hmm. you know. I just like when a good voice actor sells a, an okay line. That's all. I, I didn't catch who did this guy, but uh, pretty good. All right. Let's move forward now to, oh, something else that sounds like it's from a shitty sitcom, weirdly enough. Can, we, can more, I take a more, minute to just uh, point out how bad the titles of these show episodes have been so far? Yep. Yeah, they're like um, they're like Invincible titles. Yeah. Which were intentionally modeled after uh, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this sounds like a Two-Face episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that also my assumption. the next time Parasite shows up, it's also a two episode. Well, it—I mean—it feels like Superman doesn't have enough guys for there to be a team up yet, and I was anticipating some kind of a team up and like uh, it's a little bit of a team up. up. <laughs> yeah, but isn't what I'm saying is like a team up between two guys we've met already, yeah. like I don't know, Brainiac and Metallo or Luther, something. Yeah. Maybe, you know, no, the guy who's in every everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean like you know, Brainiac and Metallo or Parasite and. I think that's and all Metallo. we have so far. <laughs> Toy Man. No, we got Toy Man. You guys heard about Metallo? Mm-hmm. He's on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. He's very metalo. Yes. All right, Flunk, why don't you tell us about Two's a Crowd? All right, so the SCU has surrounded a mansion in Midvale, the home of Dr. Earl Garver. The good doctor has hidden a bomb somewhere in Metropolis, and unless his ransom is paid, he'll blow up the ocean. I mean, city. Why would I say ocean? The bomb is in a, in a shipwreck. <laughs> The cops try to break down his door, only to find an, uh, another more metal door. Met- metal door. <laughs> the cops are all out of ideas, but look! Up in the sky! Here comes that boy! Oh shit, what up? 
Superman breaks down the door, only to find a third door. This one is electric type. Superman uses the steel type door, and it's super effective. Personally, we you uh, personally I would have used Rhydon, but that's why I'm not champion of the Kanto region. Superman fights his way through the house's various traps, ending in Carver's office, where he gets crushed by one of those big crushing pistons. But that's just a day at the gym for Superman, and he easily breaks it. Then Carver gets punched by his own house and is taken to the hospital. <laughs> Carver is unconscious, and the clock is ticking on the bomb, so there's only one thing to do. Call in a dangerous supervillain to poke around his brain and find the bomb. What could go wrong? So they wheel in the parasite strapped to a, a Hannibal Lecter cart. Weird. Why would that, that reference bring to mind? Rudy <laughs> says he'll help, but only if he gets a TV, complete with HBO, home of many fine programs from Time Warner Entertainment. Beware the perilous plans of the pernicious parasite! Anywho, something goes wrong somehow, and Carver takes over Rudy's body. He tells Superman that the bomb is in a shipwreck off the coast, and Clark just leaves him there to go swimming. But of course that's not where the bomb is. That's ridiculous. Carver was just buying time so that he could eat himself and escape. Carver makes a deal with Rudy... <laughs> Carver makes a deal with Rudy that if they work together and get the money, he'll find a way to make Parasite's power dream permanent. So they hide the bomb in an abandoned subway tunnel and lure Superman far, far away from his precious yellow sun. What follows is a pretty cool fight, and it ends with Parasite running into a wall like so much Wiley e. Coyote. Carver let it slip that he's not interested in the money anymore. He wants Superman's power and has no intention of giving Rudy his body back. So Superman beats up Parasite enough so that Rudy can kick Carver out. Back in his old body, Carver rides the Superman Express to Strikers Island, and Rudy laughs uproariously at the latest episode of Arliss. Meanwhile, in space, Lobo goes to a biker rally on the planet of Sturgis 5. Smashmouth is playing and makes fun of a deadly virus while participating in a super spreader event. And this has been your periodic reminder that the Shrek band Smashmouth has killed more Americans than Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I love that. Second of all, that is the most shoehorned in thing Look, anyone we, has ever put in their summary. I already said I thought I was here last week and I wrote the joke, so I'm just going to okay, use it. Fair enough. Also, I kind of want to talk about Hot Lobo. <laughs> hot Lobo and his hot goth, possibly queer daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hot Lobo got really weird, especially at the end when they oh. decided to get rid of Hot Lobo. Yeah, no, it's very odd. I mm -hmm. th this was the Lobo discourse when we were revealing that uh, we enjoyed Lobo. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, no, they Flonk, turned him into Sandman for a minute there. Flonk, I'm absolutely down for every time you do a summary from now on. It ending with meanwhile in space, Lobo, <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow tying it back to Smash Mouth. I mean, I was trying to find it this week on Arliss, but um, Arliss did not air <laughs> this week. So, oh. Uh. I, I just kept saying, Rudy, why why do you want cable? It's the 90s. Nothing's on. <laughs> I, Mr. Show Bob and Dave was on uh, this week. Yeah, there so, you go. You know. Yeah, but you got a lot of hours to fill in prison. That's a half-hour show. Not a whole lot of episodes either, if we're being honest. Yeah. Right. And as I recall, it went away for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and also, uh, Dream On ended the year before. So I guess you can oh. watch reruns. Hmm. Wait a couple more years and The Sopranos will happen, I guess. Uh, next go. year, actually. Yeah? No, no, 90. Oh, no, you're right, two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a hell of a long sentence, so, you know, just give him yeah, that's Oz is on now, actually. There you oh, go. Yeah. Yeah, oh, probably yeah, because be. what he really wants to know is what it's Yeah, like yeah, while you're in prison, let's yeah. watch Oz. Uh-huh. Man, they ain't got no super-powered guys in this show at all. <laughs> I didn't really get the point of this episode like it's not even bad to see parasite again but mm -hmm. it, it was predicated on a lot of very 
bad decisions. Yeah, like what if Parasite was Frasier? I no 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 no. Parasite was no, played Parasite by was Yeah, played by Brian Cox, who was originally Hannibal Lecter in mm-hmm. uh, Red Dragon. Uh, he's also the dad in Succession, a very stupid show that I don't think you guys watch. Uh, he, it's it's he's, a prestige. Uh, dra- it's like a comedy. Oh, good. No, no, no. I was gonna say it's a comedy writer's idea of what a prestige drama is, which is so stupid. I love it. But go ahead. Oh no, he was uh, he was General Striker in X Men Two, the the only oh, good yeah. X Men movie. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, directed yeah. by a terrible person, so we don't like to talk yeah. about it anymore. Mm-hmm. No, he's he's been all over everything. I was surprised that he was doing voice acting because I thought he was a little higher yeah, profile yeah. than that. But it's it's cool to hear him. I I didn't get a Fraser vibe, but I get I get that you did. Just he's got that kind of like I'm not British, but I'm smart enough to make you think I'm British. He's one of the only people in existence who still has the transatlantic accent that actors in the 30s had. Yep. <laughs> like uh, like uh, Sadie Doyle. Mm-hmm. Frank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you get uh, the character. Uh huh. Types of dogs. <laughs> uh, let's do some good things. Flunk, what do you got? Uh, Carver's plan to defeat, to, to defeat Superman is actually a pretty good one. Uh, he's far away from the sun, so Superman mm-hmm. can't recharge. Uh, there's a big hole to toss him down. And then he covered himself in dirt and hid next to the bomb so that he could grab Superman while he was distracted. It might have worked if there was only one brain in there. <laughs> well, that's the issue right there. Is, uh, too many brains in this parasite. I, I it's so interesting because usually you say if he if he had more than half a brain, but this mm-hmm. time it's yeah, like, mm, nope. no, a little too many brains. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, some of us enjoy Rudy, I suppose. And, I uh, fucking still love Rudy. Uh-huh. Just the dumbest, most uninterested idiot to ever be graced with superpowers. The most unambitious person yeah. in the history of supervillainy. The, 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 the fa- so the fact that Professor Hamilton's like, I have an idea. Let's go get that weirdo who who uh, mm-hmm. stole everyone everybody's memories last week. Yeah, See might if- still know who you are, Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. I don't know why you'd bring that up. Mm-hmm. Especially with another guy, much smarter guy rattling around in there now. Mm-hmm. But no, they show up and first of all, he hops, he sits up on his bed and there's that fucking voice again. Mm-hmm. Just a regular fucking plumber voice coming yeah. out of this dude. It, it really is mm-hmm. the, like the design is like a cool looking supervillain. And then, yeah, just the fucking Al Borland voice coming out of him. Oh, hey, Superman, how you doing? Coming to visit me here in the prison you put me in. Oh, you want me to help out with with the guy trying to blow up the city? I tell you what, I'll help you out this time. But make sure I got a really big TV that I can watch some naked ladies on. Oh, no, I, I like the way it plays out, which is like, it's going to cost you. And they're like, oh, boy, yeah. I want TV. I want a television set. <laughs> yep. Well, I think we can do that. Okay. Warden's like, I got a budget of, uh, let's see. Well, it's got to be, I got a budget of half a million dollars to spend on this guy. I want a new TV. Cool. Perfect. But also, it's the 90s, so it's like a 32-inch cathode ray. Like, Uh it's nothing special. Yeah, it's it's 32 inches deep as well as as wide. That's taking up half your cell, dude. You sure you want it? I'll... All you had to do was move him into John Corbin's old cell with the uh, with the chandelier. Yeah, He's not right? there anymore. <laughs> hey, hey, it's real boring in this cell. I want some entertainment. And not no books, neither. Yeah, he says that. He says that very thing. I ain't no high French muckety-muck or nothing over here. Uh, and we do... S- okay. This is my quote, is him negotiating for the TV, so I'll so just do oh, it now. Oh, very well. Yeah. Yeah, very good. You want me to go into this guy's mind and try to find out where the bomb is? No skin off my nose. 
But I want something in return. What's that? Something to help the time go faster in this dump. And not a bunch of boring books, either. I want cable. And the premium channels. No, that was fantastic. I mm -hmm. loved all that. Books? What do I need with books? Gross. <laughs> uh, my good thing is um, I really like Superman's Scooberman suit. Yep. Yep. That's it. It's You think it's like like uh, uh, colored in a very specific way because he's underwater and then he comes out and it still looks like that. And yep. I don't know. I just dig it. I, I've said this before. I like that they kind of depowered him, that he needs a suit to go into space or underwater. And mm -hmm. like, he's strong, but he's not, he can't do fucking everything. And it really made me want to go down to Toys R Us and get a uh, deep sea mm -hmm. Superman suit toy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's anchor lifting advantage. action. Yeah. But there's a bit, uh, Sawyer pops up in this one as well. They're like, oh, uh, SCU's a thing now. So uh, mm -hmm. we're going to use them. Yep. And, uh, her her suit breaks and he's got to take her up and like he's he can he can do it without the suit but not for very long and yeah. I, just, I don't know I like that I just like them also, going on an adventure together just like Superman it's real nice that we can hang out like this you know yeah I mean I wish there wasn't a literally a ticking clock but yeah you seem like a cool guy mm -hmm. what's with the pants <laughs> weird choice not a fan huh <laughs> I mean listen detective like you just have some pants what yeah. No, I don't think so. Just a trench coat for me, thanks. Yep. Trench coat and it's probably, that's it. Probably one of those dickies like Doc Venture wears. No, I think I think she's like one of those uh, creepy uh flashers in the park. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Aren't no, I, I I enjoyed that. Although uh there was a bit where he brought her up real fast. I'm like, you're going to get the bends. Uh -huh. Slow down. Well, no, he he's got super citrus when he gets back up, so it's fine. Oh, good. Yeah, of course. He's got super buoyancy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the adventures of super buoyancy. That's true. The citrus is scurry. <laughs> I got my pirate diseases mixed up. Oh yes, of course. <sighs> All right, let's let's do some bad things. Mm -hmm. uh, Flonk, what do you got? All right, so you've got a guy with incredibly dangerous superpowers, and he's got a new evil genius brain, and you're just going to leave him standing mm -hmm. in the middle of the hospital room alone? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Mm -hmm. Well, Superman's gone. We didn't bring a whole contingent of SCU guys with, like, you know, those those cool stocks we mm -hmm. have to, like, keep, keep supervillains, like... Uh, just wrap you know, the cop in saran wrap when he's sitting outside the door. I mean, really, like... what's the worst that could possibly happen? He kills yeah. like five people. Come on! No, they're all they're all moaning and groaning on the floor when mm -hmm. Superman comes back. It's fine. They, do you see the two doctors carrying one guy in a blanket? Yep. It's like, that's an odd choice, but cool. Whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's the punchline: He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> see, I so told like, you. It's like a stretch or something we could put him on. No time. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of ties into my bad thing, which is like, for a genius, Professor Hamilton's kind of dumb. <laughs> like. This is not the first time something's been something very valuable and powerful has been stolen from Star Labs from right under his nose, which mm -hmm. apparently keeps all its dangerous tech in an unlocked closet labeled Honor System. Yeah, it's right and there next to the trick or treater candy. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were giving out those uh, apocalypse weapons that they confiscated to kids yeah. one year without real oh shit wrong closet. The only yeah. thing they had going for them is that they wrapped them in a white handkerchief to look like a ghost, and everyone knows those are the worst candies. Well, a lot of kids, a lot of parents threw them away because they thought there were razor blades in mm -hmm. them. So. Kids love world-destroying weapons. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys when you were kids, but I would have loved a world-destroying weapon. Oh, yeah. Weapon. 
but also, like, as you point out, Flunk, this, the parasite idea was not a good one. Oh. No. <laughs> Come on, Emil. You can do better than this. I had just had a wonderful idea. Is it wonderful? You sure it's not? Um, what's the other thing? Stupid? Oh, Look, that's right. Let's think, be... let's keep your wonderful ideas to, to science. Mm-hmm. It was 1997, you, um... so every single movie hadn't done this by now, but, you know, it's still not a good well, idea. Mm-hmm. Going into the mind of a going into the mind of a killer is you know has been a cliche for like fifty years. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about you? What do you got for bad things? Uh, yeah, when uh, when Fraser takes over the parasite's body, he says to them, "You're cooking with Earl now." Ah, uh, yes, the famous saying. Now uh, you're cooking with Earl. We're gonna. This is one of those things where it's just stupid enough for me. So <laughs> yeah, I, that would have been my quote. I fucking yeah, love that. Too. I, I, I kind of liked it too. I'm not gonna lie. It's because it's so bad, and he's he's such a good actor, and he sells it. He's yeah. so pleased with the line. Now you're cooking with Earl. And it it yeah. is a, a almost a pun. <laughs> Not quite. You're cooking the, with the oil. Expression is gas. That doesn't. Oh well, okay. Oh. It's supposed to be gas. I, yes, that's what I said. It's it's not a pun, but it it seems like a pun. Yeah. It has the cadence of a pun. Yeah. It's a slant pun. I got it from the New York Times crossword. Oh well. Get some culture. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Mm-hmm. I love that our two big villains in this one are Rudy and Earl. The Adventures <laughs> of Rudy and Earl. Rudy v. Earl, Dawn of Justice. So <laughs> weird honeymooners reboot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what else? Superman throws an atomic bomb into the center of the Earth. I'm sure that won't go badly. I think it's probably fine. It's a good thing we don't mole people. This show has some continuity, but yeah, I don't think they have Mole that people much. are fantastic okay. for it. At least we don't mm-hmm. have mole people anymore. Uh, there's there's lava people down there, I think. Mm-hmm. I th- oh, God. Was it Batman Beyond? I don't remember. They do something very similar is what I'm saying, though. There There is another parasite coming up in Batman Beyond. Mm. Well, a lot of these guys come back in sort of different forms in mm. that show, which is one of the things I really like. Um, what else? I don't have a lot to say about this one. Like, I liked it okay, but... Yeah. Mostly just nice to hang out with Rudy some more. Ah, I love him. <laughs> you do love Rudy. I think that, that bit at the end where he's, like, just laughing uproariously at the TV, yep. they were trying to play that, like, the, um, the De Niro thing in Cape Fear. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Or, or what you would probably know it as, the Sideshow Bob bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen Cape Fear. I've just seen the Sideshow Bob bit more. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, it, it definitely played like that. Like, this this idiot's just trying to be obnoxious about it. And I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing thanks. On, nothing on TV in 1996 was that funny, trust no. me. <laughs> just awful. I keep it giving you guys started by to make, then, right? uh, Tim Allen references, and you're just not doing it. I Well, that show's very bad, and I don't okay. like Tim Allen. Okay. I especially enough. don't like Tim Allen since a bunch of his fans attacked me on Twitter for saying that his new show sucked. <laughs> Jeez, oh. I didn't know about that. Yeah. He's got, oh, man. He's got a legion of fans who are all looking for one person to uh, to uh, scream at for thinking that Last Man Standing is a terrible show, which it is. Hmm. Well, no one can scream at you here except us, and we're not going to do that. Well, I assume you don't have any big, big uh, opinions on Last Man Standing. Yeah, but we wouldn't do that anyway because well, we're your thank friends. You. Uh, can we talk about Earl's Big Steel House? Yes, okay. yes we can. His ridiculous Home Alone house. 
just cram full of like giant Reed Richards crap. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a good fake out got, because I saw him a, at least. He's got a, an electrical wall. He's got guns everywhere. He's got he's yeah. got a big crushing piston. Like it's just. No, I saw an I saw an at, at least one, one of point, your notes like, where he grabs like, oh, a no, paint Superman's can. going in a wooden door. Yep. And, he grabs a paint can and throws it at Superman at one point. Mm-hmm. He iced down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. No, he knew Superman was coming for him. He was ready. No more loneliness for Superman and Earl. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. What else? I when I did, when I did see that big hydraulic press thing, I was like, oh no, a Spider-Man crushing machine. <laughs> no, no, that's how they test the thing's strength. Oh yes, of course. Here, no, it's got a up. lot more. It's got a lot more Jack Kirby bits and bobs mm-hmm. when you do it with the with the thing. Ah, jeez, I gotta hold this thing up again. Ah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm gonna go hang out with uh, with uh, Detective Sawyer over here because we're the same person. <laughs> also, I don't wear pants either because why bother? Love that heavy, and I like trench coats, so uh, we got a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right. So there, else? there's no real good way to do this in animation, but the the two people talking inside of the parasite head was bad mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah that's some uh that's some firestorm shit right there yeah mm-hmm. uh, but like the, you can do it in a comic because you can have like you know uh two different caption boxes or whatever like like talking to each other yeah. but mm-hmm. on a tv show it just looks really stupid because you have two people standing in a void and at one point uh in the mind space carver's in like a bubble and and rudy like jumps into it and it just it's it's bad Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't love. I've never loved like go inside someone's mind stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, it didn't bother me as much as it did in every episode of Voyager, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been done worse other places, but you know, it doesn't mean it was good, done yeah. good here. No, it's not good. Yeah, no. Come on, Rudy, fight him! Don't you want that big TV, man? I do want that big TV. Thanks, Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Superman just finds a way to like get in the, the little weird little mindscape and hey guys i'm here too <laughs> <laughs> guys having a psychic conversation in here mm-hmm. might if i dip in <laughs> oh i've got super brainwaves so mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah that tracks yeah uh i still don't like the whole parasite like the only way him forgetting about clark works is if he completely lost all of his memory at the yeah. end of the last episode but now he's just fine yep. he just forgot that that doesn't make a damn bit of sense I actually i'd go the opposite direction i like that he, it, it's just like his superpowers like he gets it and then it kind of just fades away so like he's got you know yeah, but 20 minutes he's like got that. an hour that he knows who superman is and then after that eh, he forgets mm, it doesn't say- work like that though I was going to say he should have written it down, but again, Rudy's not very bright. No. Oh, yeah, he's no, not he's so certainly stupid not that he's illiterate. But... Yeah. I think yeah. I used to know who Superman was. Ain't you Bruce I'm... Wayne? <laughs> you got the same jawline. Mm-hmm. Well, you're super powerful. You must be Lex Luthor, right? <laughs> you wear a I wig, a... right? I read a thing about how he's very powerful. So, Like Gene Hackman? That's the whole thing here? All uh-huh. Right. Mm. Oh, I you mean, saved you shaved your super mustache. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can just CG that out. It's fine. <laughs> they sure can't. 
Oh, boy. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Nah, that's all I got. Very well. Flunk, would you like to do some promotional uh, talking? I do have things to promote. Um, yes, tell us of your glory. Please do. I, uh, Me and my brother Brian, we have a... Uh, we are the Responsible Boys, um, because we have the only fully vaccinated podcast about The Lion King, uh, the current remake that... Um, <laughs> You can that rate review it. Uh, so just go and find that. It's called A Shining New Era, or possibly New and a Bit Alarming. We have a very confusing naming convention. Um, and so go and look for that on your favorite podcast uh, finder. All right. That made That's sense, more. right? No, it didn't. <laughs> Is that all? I thought you That's said all, that's all I got. No, no, no. All just right, the one no. thing. Very well. Uh, I I do like you guys making the uh, the unusual claim there. I feel like we started that precedent with the most comprehensive Star Trek, and everyone's like, "Oh, what? Yeah, what's our superlative? Ooh, yeah, we're the only fully yeah." I mean, Good if you if that. you want to go that back to archives, we do have an episode called "Red and a Bit Alerting," which is the only the currently running best <laughs> Star Trek podcast. Yes, I I remember that. <laughs> I mean, it was accurate at the time. It's probably mm -hmm. still accurate now. Yeah, we're we're done with that. Thanks. All right. Uh, well, uh, what do we got next time? I uh, didn't check once again. Good I should, I should... fucking question. Really, yeah, one one I. time I will do that, but we this time is not really that time. I think we have jobs. a two parter next time, don't we? Oh, maybe. I think I think it is the two parter that is the Krypton guys. I think. Let me just open this here, and uh, yes, it is blasts from the past, part Ooh. one and two, ah, which is right. is it like fake Zod? Uh yeah yeah exactly that okay it's uh it's it's Zod and what's her name Ursa but they have different names but that's mm -hmm. exactly what they are um so look forward to that yeah. and if you want to write to us it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail mm -hmm. and we'll be back next week yeah see you folks Twala. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.